0: World, this is your host Alan Greer bringing you Politic and while black. It is another beautiful Monday, and I have come to bring news on another politician who did very well on the debate uh, scene. Actually, if you've been watching, unfortunately, due to my cable situation, I haven't seen the whole link. But I plan on watching it And that will be part of next week's debate But we will be talking about Elizabeth Warren Full name Elizabeth Ann I have a plan for that Warren Now for those of you who were watching the debate Or know anything about Elizabeth Warren You saw her go over many policies After policy after policy And exactly how she was going to pay for it Um, Very well thought out I I was just impressed the entire time. Um, Every time they called on her, she just hammered it out of the park. And um, so getting into it, originally she considered herself a uh, Republican um, in her early years of voting. And like I've always said, people can change. And so um, I'm happy to see that she has come this far in the sense of how progressive she is. She's one of the true progressives that we do have in the democratic party and not necessarily like uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, I believe her progressiveness is somewhat different, but still a progressive nonetheless. And so um, she's a great candidate and uh, a lot of, or When I first found out about her was from the name recognition when she was going after Wells Fargo and she won. She won very hard, but more than that, she won for the people who were getting these predatory loans and they were taking away people's homes because of subprime mortgaging. And so it was a big victory that she ushered in she does specialize in bankruptcy. She is actually a lawyer. Um, she's a professor. She holds many titles. And now she's a senator that pretty much everybody knows because she's so knowledgeable. Um, as I was saying, she's one of the most educated persons running and has multiple degrees. And she's uh, she's even taught at Harvard, which is impressive on anybody's resume. And so um, she, she just policy after policy she has knowledge on what she's speaking of and it's very impressive starting off in her early life her family was lower middle class I trust that did have some impressions on what she chose to the people she chose to protect um, later on in life being the consumers um, you me everybody and that uh, she was tired of seeing people being taken advantage of. And uh, she has passed the bar and was considered one of the top experts in her field of bankruptcy. And um, she helped write many policies uh, during the Obama administration and was essential in many of the new regulations that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau still uses today. Since she's been a senator, she may not be as up to date, but she is still quite amazing. And so... Uh, looking at some of the policies that she supports um, or some of the policies that I find negative, because um, I always like to start off with the negative. She would only eliminate up to 50000 in debt per person, not wipe out college debt entirely. And while I do believe that $50,000 would help out a lot of people and that is a very amazing thing to do. As I said earlier with millennials, we're up to a trillion plus dollars in debt and we need a helping hand, a bigger solution than to just halfway say that we'll eliminate a lot of your debt in most cases, Um, but not all of it because it was still, Sally Mae still wins up still ends up winning at the end of the day in that situation. Um, Because I know people who, let's just say they went to law school, um, they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or medical school. And while eventually you hopefully will be able to pay that back someday, um, the job market today is not one where you're even guaranteed a job in what you went to school for. And let's just say you have a master's degree and you're a teacher, you have massive amounts of debt. And you help. You're you're one of the building blocks of society. You uh, you teach children history and math and and many things, and so you're vital. But you're paid thirty six thousand a year, and you have three hundred thousand dollars in debt. So fifty thousand dollars would be an amazing gift to say that you don't have to pay that back. But I truly believe that to to be. Uh, A bigger progressive in this situation and actually say debt forgiveness would set so many people free that, uh, you know, they can now be in a position to to buy a home, to make a bigger down payment on their car uh, and have more money available to have true financial freedom, because that's what freedom is. Freedom is like, you know, we talk a lot about freedom in America, but true freedom is, you know, not dying of debt and especially not dying from debt. And so um, I'm happy to see that she is making a step, but I just want a bigger step in that aspect. And another negative is that she's somewhat mixed when it comes to uh, on weapons manufacturers. And partially because her state of Massachusetts has many jobs that are uh, in the weapons manufacturers like Boeing and the uh, Halliburton. They produce many of the parts that those companies use and so at some extent I can understand you're being you're watching out for your constituents but that does concern me in the sense of uh, the military industrial complex would have some protection in that way that you don't want to ruffle their feathers too much or else you would ruin your money and so or ruin your constituents money now I understand that if you do have like Massachusetts set up the way it is, you don't want to ruin jobs of the people who supported you. Um, but what I don't want is for continuous or non-ending war. That is not something I can support with any 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 presidential candidate. Um, not to say she's been a a hawk in any way, form or shape, but it's just something that I did notice. Um, and I will say on a, on a personal level, she tries to work within the boundaries. A lot of the moderate Democrat, um, she's a progressive herself, especially with her policies, but like how she, uh, Could have, and it's not necessary to say she would have, Bernie Sanders would have won at that time. But, you know, she threw her endorsement behind Hillary Clinton. Um, She tries to work within the boundaries a lot of the moderate Democrat, which isn't a bad thing. I do believe working within your party to get things done is a very amazing thing. But at times, I think we have to take bigger, bolder steps because of where we're at in this point in time it needs a more progressive outreach to things to handle situations we can't go with well she's most definitely not what we know she would be 10 times better in my opinion than what we've had in the past 10 years i truly believe that and um positive things that she does support As of the debate, she did support Medicare for all. Um, She laid out plans how she would get people to pay for it. It mostly would be taxing the rich and uh, partially on Wall Street to pay finally on their part of society to help the lower to... Well, middle to lower class income people. And I believe that's pretty fair. We gave them a bailout that was in the trillions in 2008 during the crash. And Wall Street asked for some of the most money in bailouts and received it. And so we saved them when our economy was crashing. And to a lot of the younger generation now the economy is crashing because we can't afford to live especially the lives that we were promised if we would go to school get an education work hard work 40 hours a week and do everything that we were told to do and um, we were sold the false bill of goods and I understand that some people are doing well and if you are that is truly amazing I hope you continue to stay blessed but there are many people who are hurting and need a hand to 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 do better, and a hand that would enable them to to see the freedom that I was just discussing from debt. Because paying, you know, you you take out a, a fifty thousand dollar loan and you pay uh, twenty thousand dollars, let's just say, over ten years, and you still owe after that ten years about forty thousand dollars of on on your loan total. That, that that's just ridiculous to me. And it doesn't make sense. Another thing that she has going for, she has no fear of going for after big banks when they do wrong to people. I mentioned Wells Fargo, but she was a part of the, uh, what was that? The consumer financial protection bureau, or at least came up with a lot of the policy that would help people be protected. And that has been cut back a lot under the current administration. Unfortunately, companies, some for some odd reason, deserve better protection than the consumers. And so I believe she would bring it back to a point where it is meant to protect the people. Literally has a plan for every proposal that she has pushed forward. I know that emotions run high on the debate stage. And like I said, I didn't see all of it. But for the parts I did see, every time she spoke, she brought up this specific, when they brought up this specific subject, immigration, she had a policy for it. Economy, she had a policy for it. Infrastructure, she has a policy for it. And so... I like things that are, what is that word? When something always is proven, it has a track record. I know that's not the exact word I want to use right now, but it has a proven track record. She has that in the sense of she's like, okay, I see what's wrong. And this is how we can fix it. I truly like that. And she supports living wages. Um, That's a giant thing for me in any uh, presidential candidate. Only because, again, financial freedom, seven twenty-five being the minimum wage average, I don't even like the term minimum wage, to be honest, because that's how little can I pay you legally before the law says anything to me? And so a living wage isn't exactly where, you know, the $33.00. 33- the thirty three dollars an hour um, that I believe it should be at because of inflation. If it continued with the trends 40 years ago is where it will be at now. But fifteen dollars an hour is a very nice start. Um, so she's a amazingly strong candidate. After the debate, her points went up. Or she, she she went up eight points in the polls Which is very good Considering that somebody Who was considered a front runner Went down by at least 10 points If you don't know who I'm talking about uh, Mr. Biden He got hit kind of hard By Kamala Harris For being uh, against busing Back in the day Which he said he wasn't for Political fact checked him And proved that that was actually not telling the truth. And so she went up 8 points and considering the fact that she was a no name probably about a year ago when she announced that she was running to now where she's in the top 3, I think she's doing very well for herself. And um I wanted to I wanted to read this. I know I had a I had a clip of Bernie, but I couldn't find this clip of uh Warren and why I When I was looking her up, why I support her so much. And so here we go. There is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that man, you uh, marauding bands would come to seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now, look, you built a factory and it turned out into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a good hunk of it. But part of of the under yielding social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay it forward to the kid who comes along. And the reason why I'm sorry, end quote, the reason why that is so amazing is as a progressive to me, because we live in a society and as a society, there are certain things that, um, you know, I know a lot of people, or at least on the conservative side, will say that's not the government's job or that's not my job and not my taxes. Um, But we have to plant trees for future generations that we ourselves are never going to sit under for their shade. And that's how we make a better society. By being educated, by being a healthy, by being a economically secure um, people That's how we will reach a better place as a society. And by us being so capitalistic now where we will say that a cancer, a child with cancer uh, treatment, a, a child with cancer and their treatment is thousands of dollars every month. And we'll look at it and say, not my taxes. That is an issue, but she has a plan for that. And so, um, When it comes to everything about Elizabeth Warren, I support. I do believe she could be more progressive um, on certain things, no doubt about it, but she is a progressive and the Democratic Party seems to like her. They do not try to block her on many things, so I believe she would actually be able to push many of the ideas that she supports. And so I believe... We, if she does come down to it as one of the uh, front runners, should support Elizabeth Warren. She's an amazing candidate. And now, some pieces I found in the news and uh, a show I watched. I'll go over the show a little bit later because um, it's a, I try to do the personal piece last, but on to the show that everybody knows or the show host everybody knows Megan McCain and the YouTube star or Prager Prager you I'm sorry I know I I, I mispronounce that all the time Um, teacher or whatever she is over there Candace Owens Um, how they are two sides of the same Republican and uh, Megan Hyperbole McCain uh, recently said that these are not torture facilities and she said what's happening is bad and in You know, this naturally happens You wait for the butt, And she hit us with it But these are not torture camps And so basically she was saying that Because her dad went to a torture camp So these aren't torture camps My daddy went to a torture camp And he couldn't even lift me above his head And naturally, John McCain's story He's a war hero Um, I don't believe she deserves to ride off his coattails However, and so I'm going to roast her for it um these kids are going through what you wouldn't want your children to go through you wouldn't want them to skip meals you wouldn't want them to be drinking out of the toilet uh you wouldn't want them to be sedated if they were sad uh you wouldn't want them to be sexually assaulted you wouldn't want them to be in some cases uh dying of of preventable, preventable not say diseases, but symptoms or, uh, you know, you wouldn't want them to be in. And this is according to the people who went to the facilities, um, some of the politicians or and I, I believe a doctor, um, a few doctors went there and they said that the children were in weeks old uh, diapers and shirts and they were covered in uh, pee. You know, from weeks ago or recently They were in feces from weeks ago Because keep in mind The youngest child kept so far was four months And they have seven or eight-year-olds Taking care of four-month-old children Or toddlers and babies Now, would you want your child to be taken care of By another child for hours on end Days at a time Possibly weeks going into months Or would you want, if you have a a facility where you're paying $750 per child per day for them to be properly taken care of. And this is a facility, keep in mind where they are debating if they deserve to have toothpaste, a bed and uh, what was it? Toothpaste and a bed. I'm going to say for now, basic hygiene products for $750 a child a day. Um, these for-profit prisons are saying they don't deserve basic things um, but those aren't torture facilities to these children because her daddy was at an actual torture facility now I don't know what mind state her children have if she has any for that matter but I'm gonna say being ripped apart from your your parents being put in a situation where you don't have proper food drink you're assaulted, potentially sexually, um, you are, you could possibly go missing, um, as what is it? I believe 1500 children have so far that's considered torture, but that's just me. And then we have, uh, Candace Owens who said, um, many an idiotic thing. Uh, Candace Hitler was okay until he went outside of Germany, Owens. And basically what that means is Hitler was okay killing uh, German Jewish people until he decided to leave Germany, uh, like, you know, expanding to Poland and places. And then that was the problem. If he was just making Germany great, it was okay. Um, But she also had much to say about uh, these and These are big air quotations I'm making. I wish you guys could see them. Detention centers and in those concentration camps, um, she was saying that they have all these uh activities and they are doing effing Zumba classes. And she said the word, but you know, she was she sounded angry that they would have things called or things like Zumba classes, like you know, but she she made a reference. And where she said the detention centers are nicer than public schools and twofold, a problem there, um, that there's any public school in the U S even comparable to that is, is like beyond me to say, why is, why does it even exist? Um, So the injustice of our educational system, especially in poor black and brown communities, is comparable to these concentration camps. And so I I don't see how that's a benefit to saying we mistreat our kids. So why can't we mistreat a foreigner's kid? Um, if you're looking at it biblically, uh, biblically, remember how you treat the foreigner when they're in your land. Um, because the reason I say that, uh, people often say America is, you know, a a Christian land or Christian values and beliefs. And so I will say, if you're going to say that, then actually carry out what's in the book, not your favorite parts to quote, um, about the law when you don't care about the people. And uh, the second part of that is, well, yeah, exactly. It doesn't justify the treatment of the foreign children that way um, at all. And so what what these two sides will do is they cover one another. And so the one side is I feel bad about it and it's horrible, but... And then they'll fill in this 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 subject, and so you know the hyperbole is that she didn't like the word "concentrate" or "torture camps" um, because of her dad's experience, and so now she just wrote off the total the total situation that's actually going on. And in the case of Candace Owens, she doesn't even care about what's going on. Um, Candace Owens is paid to say pretty much anything uh, that would promote the situation for what she supports on her conservative side. Um, So, you know, she doesn't care, but she will, she will positively spin it. So, Hey, you know, she said there's Zumba classes and there's cooking activities and it's amazing in there. And I wish I could send my kids to those camps, but you really wouldn't and you never would. And you know it. And that is the why the two sides exist. They cover one another. And I can't understand for the life of me um, why these uh, moderate Democrats would try to always say they want to work with these uh, moderate conservatives because this is what they do. And um, speaking of the moderate, I guess in this case, the moderate conservative, Megan McCain, she believed during the Democratic debate that uh, we... Or the democratic the democratic side should try to reach out more to Republicans, and so my question is, when when the when was it that the Republicans reached out to the uh, Democrats when they held the super majority to to try to get anything done or work something out, or did they just bulldoze everything and get what they wanted done? A uh, one point six or, or one point six trillion dollar tax cut for the richest people in America uh, putting people in cages um, digging oil through uh, public parks and there was not a point where they stopped and so now the moderate Democrat should try to reach out to the moderate Republican or the Democratic in, in general and so that's my issue I know I say it a lot with uh moderates, but I just can't, there's no middle ground in certain situations. And so I'll explain a little bit about what the Overton window is. And it's named after Joseph P. Overton. And it's the idea that certain political ideas or like, let's say Medicare for all will fall on the liberal side of a spectrum. And I'm going to give you some imagery. Um, you're looking at a football field and the uh, 100 yards and right down the middle is conservative, either side Um liberal or liberal or conservative, you have the middle. And so if you go 50 yards, either way you have uh, into the red where there's the Republican ideals and into the blue where there are more liberal ideas. And so for the past 40 years, 40 to 50 years or Forty to fifty yards. We have been going solely off of Republican or conservative ideals. And excuse me, that is why we're at a point in time now where liberal ideas that are normal to the rest of the world, universal health care, living wages, rich paying taxes, um an emphasis on college education. Um, where you have is a uh, tax free is now considered extreme and it's not manageable. And because we have ran so far right that it's just not a thing. But everywhere else in the world, they have managed to do it, but we can't do it here. And so um, we need to start moving back, back to the you know pushing the ball back to the left and that would be the progressive ideal and we can do these things these policies but we need the support of people who actually believe in it like Elizabeth Warren who has pushed many of the policies and so McCain uh Megan McCain Megan McCain's idea is common with moderate uh with moderate democrats also where Nancy Pelosi just gave uh 4 billion to Donald Trump um, for his uh, border patrol. But really what he's going to use that for is his ice and ice are the ones taking kids away. Border patrol is what we had for years before and nothing was wrong with that. Um, nobody's trying to demolish borders, but I do not support ice, but with moderates like a moderate Democrat, they'll give 4 billion on a promise that we won't beef up ice detention centers is going to happen now because they have more funds. And so we can't concede even more ground, um, on these capitalistic ideals. We have to start pushing back and to move the Overton window back to the left into a point where our society actually, uh, cares about the people. And so speaking of football, Uh, Mrs. Uh, Megan Rapinoe, I hope I said that correctly Who I follow since kneeling in protest with uh, Colin Kaepernick Um, She's a great soccer player for uh, USA And so she declined to go to McDonald's I'm sorry, I I misread that I mean the White House Um, She didn't like cold burgers And so she uh, turned down and naturally, we know that forty-five decided to strike back um, with some with some comments. Um, I think I'm going to start calling them twenty-two for twenty-two sexual assaults uh, on record so far. But so he uh, he he was upset, and being the awesome person that she is, uh, Rapino did accept a invitation to the House of Representatives. Um, That was extended by Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I love that woman as well. Um, 30 and already a politician. That is so much motivation for me. Um, But she accepted it, and uh, I respect Mrs. Rapineau's strength. Courage and empathy to stand with a community that doesn't necessarily look like her, but had empathy for enough. I trust from her own experience of being a uh, lesbian soccer player and being out in the world and letting people know who she is. And so uh, the struggle that she's going through had enough empathy with everyone to say that I care about your struggle. And that's very much appreciated. And lastly, um, on the personal side, I finally sat down and watched When They See Us. And I understand why people don't watch it, especially if it's not from your community's perspective. It was very painful. It was very emotional. I had a lot of rage. Um, I felt vulnerable at times. And this was, it, it made me live, it made me relive some experiences that I didn't care for. And, you know, they say, well, you made it. And I, I'm i blessed to have say I've made it. But the experiences aren't that uncommon to my community. And um, I most definitely would say that it is a mandatory watch, uh, no matter who you are. So you can see, into somewhat of what goes on and how hard things are, um, and, and I'm usually pretty good at, you know, my words or uh, the expressing how I feel. But the, for this one, it's, it's a little bit hard because uh, it came off raw, you know. Um, and so, when I was younger. Um, I was, uh, I was walking home from a club and the club was platinum and, uh, it, it party ended, you know, around two or three and I didn't have a ride home. So I'm walking home and the car pulls up and, uh, I, I get the, you know, the dude, he asked me if I want to ride. And I'm like, naturally, I don't know. Nah, I'm good. He was like, Hey man, you know, we, uh, we live in the same area. He's like, I seen you around. And so, um, yeah, you're right, no problem. And so uh, I'm like, all right, you know, I think I've seen the car a few times around. So I, I hop in, right? And then uh, probably like five minutes into the ride, we're only 10 minutes away from my house, by the way. Five minutes into the ride, we see some blue lights pull up and um, we all, we all, he pulls over and they put us all on our belly. Um, he They pull, they pull me out the car, they pull him out the car. And so... It was uh, it was my well not my first but it was one of my more dramatic experience with the officer where I'm getting pulled out the car and um, fast forward where we're being interrogated and uh, or interrogated and uh, the officer comes over to my side and explains that he already told who I am and this, that, and the third. And, um, you know, I should give any information. And I honestly didn't know the man at all. Um, I just, we first time talking like five minutes prior. And so, um, fast forward, they asked him, they, I'm pretty much sure they did the same thing. And so, um, they eventually let me go. And as I'm walking by, he explains that they try to do what, what they did to me where they was explaining like, you know, they, I, he told on me and he was like, yeah, make sure you get it. Make sure you go home, bro. And you know, they out here, they trying to get us. And so I haven't seen, I haven't seen my big homie since I want to let him know. I appreciate him. Um, but in that situation where we could have, or I could have, or he could have told the story to possibly get a lighter sentence, he didn't. And I truly appreciate him. Um, but the, the contrast to that story is uh, I was working at AC Moore and um, in this in this in this store, I worked there for probably six, 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 eight months and um, I didn't have any issues. But there was a new manager. And so one day while walking by an aisle of, of toys, uh, there's a monkey. And she tells me, Hey, look, it's your cousin. And so, uh, I, I was taken aback. I, I didn't know what to say. I looked around and, and several of my coworkers heard this and they all have their mouths gaped open. And so probably about 20, 30 minutes later, she comes and she says, Oh, well, you know, I didn't mean that. And, uh, I was just joking. It was uh, it was funny, ha ha ha. And she's a manager, so naturally I do a little laugh, giggle back. But I was I was hurt, and this was this was twenty year old me. Um, I'm a little bit older, but at the same time, I'm, I'm still developing, and so there's a, there's this thing on Facebook talking about when was the first time you were let down by somebody of other race. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's been pretty popular. And so this is when I got let down. This was, this was the story to that. Um, I, all my coworkers kept telling me because they didn't like her to go tell the story about how she said this racist thing to me. And I did, um, after probably, probably like two or three days of them prodding me to say, you should go tell this story. And I told uh, the HR person. And so um, she later on, and she she, she wasn't fired up, they still continued to let her work there. Um, she later on said bag check. And as I was working there, bag check has always meant you go around, you check the, the garbage. And so I checked all the garbage bags. And um, come to find out, she kept saying bag check to me and I'm like, I didn't know what she was talking about. I had already done the bag checks. Um, fast forward, she wanted to check my book bag because I was a college student who was a art major. And I guess she assumed that I had stole product, um, from the store that I've worked at eight months and never stole anything from before. And so, uh, she got me into a room with an interrogator and um dude name was Ivan or Igor i can't remember but he got me into this room and we were there for 3 hours and um i remember him, I remember telling him the story five, six times. And he was like, Hey man, I'm just trying to get you back to work. And you know, if you tell me what, if you, if you tell me like exactly how it happened and he's telling me how this story went and eventually around the three hour mark, I'm like, yeah, you know what? It did kind of happen like that. And, um, so in this story that was already written, I end up signing I was the one who stole the uh, the paint and not, not, not like, oh, you stole a lot of paint. No, I stole this one thing of like $2 paint um, that I could get a discount for, keep in mind. But I stole the paint and um, they fired me probably like a week later after the interrogation that this dude did. Um, and she still worked there for up to two months after and everybody at that store, didn't say anything to help me. They knew what happened. They apologized after and they did, you know, they were like, oh, we're sorry. And, but you didn't do anything to help me. Um, Now I've told that story, especially about AC Moore. First time I told it outside of my wife. A little bit emotional. I'm not even going to lie, but I told that story because I see that um, there were, these these boys these and, and when they see us these five boys and the cops in that show um or not even in that show in general this is just something we know about but it made me feel the vulnerability of the society that we have um at every stage even though you know what happened I just couldn't believe that they were convicted and nobody spoke up for them. And it just reminded me over and over about my situations and how we just have this system where no matter what, you're wrong. Um. Now, my first initial anger was at the children for telling stories on one another, but. Keep in mind, the oldest was 16 at the time. And so he really couldn't help himself. Um, They couldn't help themselves. Uh, The oldest one being 16 and uh, being his mental condition. And so the 14-year-old boys, the 15-year-old boys, they they never stood a chance. If I'm looking at it from my own perspective to say that, you know, the 20-year-old me couldn't even... uh, Stand up against being interrogated for a few hours without, you know, being sleepless, not fed and pretty much beaten at points in time. Um. Now, this was a situation in a society where uh, justice failed and it's not even that uncommon. This was just something we know about. And so this is where, like I said last time, when I'm complaining or uh, we are complaining about a situation that's going on. It's not because we just like to or we're trying to play any cards that are often said. Um we have issues that need addressing. And the Central Park Five was the perfect story to 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 express that on. Um it it made me feel rage and uh in a way where I, I, I was crying. Um I was I was pacing and so it's, it's just one of those things You have to watch I highly recommend it And um, it was just powerful So thank you so much For spending your time with me And uh, we appreciate you I'm going to see you next Monday uh, Should have the debate on lock So we're going to go over their points of view Who I thought was the strongest candidate at that time And if anything news pops up You know I got you And so, peace world, much love, knowledge, and understanding. I care for you all. Let's care for one another. Peace.